Hey mama, today I have an episode for those of you who maybe have a dream or a goal of having a business or a side hustle, but you just don't know where to start. Or maybe you struggle with finding what you're passionate about or what your purpose is. A lot of us let fear and doubt hold us back from starting what it is we have on our hearts to do. And so if you struggle with this, or if you ever have guilt or comparison to what other moms are doing in any way, then you are going to love my conversation today with Julie Ciardi. Julie is a fellow mom like me and you. She's the host of the More Than Mommy podcast. She's a former corporate marketing executive turned multi-passionate entrepreneur. And today she coaches moms to find their passion and create and grow their businesses. In this episode, Julie and I talked about how to find your passion and purpose, give yourself permission to take a chance, how to get out of the darkness of unknowingness and into the light of possibility for your life, how to ask yourself, why not me, and how to have the energy and time to pursue what you want in your life. There is so much motivation and inspiration packed in this episode, sister, so take out your journals in case you want to take notes, and let's just dive in. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to join me in my Planner Makeover course that is now available, where I'll teach you how to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks with ease, establish your non-negotiables, and finally make guilt-free time for things like self-care and all the fun stuff you want to do, all with a strategic use of a planner. In this course, I'll teach you how to get the most out of your planner and how to simply be more intentional with your time. It's all about making your life easier and making your time more meaningful. If you need this, head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com to get this online course today. Now go enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. I am here with the beautiful, the inspiring, the motivating, Julie Ciardi. Hi, Julie. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. It is such an honor for me to have you on. I'm a big fan of your podcast. You're just really, you're an outstanding influencer and voice in the personal development and business development space for moms, especially. And it's just my absolute joy to be able to sit with you today and to ask you questions. And I just know that it's going to be the absolute joy of the listeners too, to hear you speak on today's episode, talking about being more than mommy and how to go after our goals and dreams. And so to start, why don't you just tell us about you? Tell us what you do, your story, how you help moms, everything you want my listeners to know about you. I love it. Well, first, thank you so much. And thank you for being bold and putting a podcast out there because I know for me, podcasts have been a huge part of my personal development and learning and seeing what's possible. So I just love that you've got your podcast going. I'm super happy to be here. And as we were kind of saying before we hit record, I'm an open book. So ask away, ask questions. And um, yeah, I'm excited about this. So I kind of have a very boring um, beginning of life, right? I mean, for real, I was, you know, that type A person who just goody two shoes, like did what they were told to do for the most part. Um, you know, get the good grades, go to college from college, you, you know, get a good job, you get your master's, then you get married and you have kids. Like I really believed there was one path. I really didn't have a lot of examples in my life of possibility otherwise. And so as a kind of a type A achiever, 
I just went down the path I thought I was supposed to go down. Super vanilla. But inside, I kind of always knew that like there was something bigger. I didn't know what it was, but I always felt it. And when I um, went into my corporate career, that was, you know, I guess 16 years of my life was in a Fortune 500 uh, company, um, did the typical work up the ladder, you know, to get to pretty much probably the highest I was going to get to in that company, which was a vice president of marketing. And in that time had three children and mine are probably a bit older than maybe some of your listeners, but I have a 16 year old daughter. I have a 14 year old son and I have a five year old son. So I kind of am going through all the different stages. So when my older two are rolling their eyes and super annoyed at me, I get the love and the hugs and the kisses from the five year old. So I highly recommend a huge gap if you can in your last child because it really is a nice thing. But yeah, I plus was, you have okay. the older ones to help with the younger one. Yeah. <laughs> or unless and they don't want to. Well they do. My my daughter helps. Um but it's funny because it's just one more thing for them to fight about. So the two older ones will fight over the little guys. It's it's oh my God. It's just that's just how they are. But I will tell you I did get divorced and remarried. So I'm I'm divorced and remarried and we've got a very beautiful blended family, which I'm very, very proud of. And as we'll kind of get into on this whole concept of of being intentional, um, that was very intentional, very intentional to still be a family, even though we're blended, um, blended family. So that's kind of why there's that age gap. But I will tell you, you know, you kind of go through the motions of the things you think you're supposed to do. And when I had my kids, I really believed because I wanted to be a mom so badly. Like that is what I wanted so much. And I remember playing, you know, with dolls, when, you know, baby dolls when I was a kid and just wanted to be a mom, wanted to be a mom. And so it was really hard for me when I became a mom and I still didn't feel a hundred percent fulfilled. And I'm sure some of your listeners, I'm sure maybe you felt this way too. It's a tough feeling because you think that you should feel a hundred percent happy and grateful and just like this should be it. Like I should, I have a good job. I'm getting paid good money. I have flexibility in that job. I'm able to be a mom to these three beautiful children. Like life is amazing. Why could you even complain about a thing? And I think for me, I just kept still feeling like I was missing my purpose. And I know that's kind of overused term thrown around, but I really believe it. I really believe that, you know, our journey, why we're here, you know, our, our life, is, you know, there's a purpose to it and it's different for everybody. And if you're not feeling in alignment with it, you feel this constant gap. And I was feeling that gap uh, in my corporate career and after being a mom of three. And, and that's, that's kind of when I started to shift gears and take some big risks. I don't know if you want to kind of go down into that part of the story or if you have any kind of questions on kind of the story up until that point. Yeah, I do. I want, I want to know all of it. I know my listeners want to know all of it. So you, that was the point where you say you start taking these big risks. Is that when you quit your job or what, did you have any idea at that point, what would fulfill that purpose for you? No, none. I I always did have, I should say this little nagging feeling that I was supposed to be doing something else like for my job, you know, because I wasn't feeling totally fulfilled in this Fortune 500 company, in corporate. But again, it's hard to walk away from money, you know? I mean, it's like you're making a lot of money, making good money, you know, it's hard to walk away from that. And so I kind of kept just telling myself, well, when my kids were older, once they maybe went off to college, that I would allow myself, I'd give myself permission to pursue something else. And I really believe that that something else was going to be something that I had more control over, maybe my own business, not really sure. But again, I really had very limited um, uh, examples in my life of someone that was an entrepreneur or did something outside of kind of your typical profession, like corporate or teacher or nurse or whatever. And so I can remember when my daughter, who's 16, I was um, home on maternity leave with her and I was reaching out to, there was a brand new, like gorgeous flower shop in the Boston area that just started, I live in New York, that just started coming out and it was franchising. And I remember, I was like, 
oh, I need to open this you know, flower shop in New York. And I was on the phone with their VP of like franchising business development to get information. Like this was six, you know, 16 years ago. So it's always been there. Um, my first husband definitely would, did, would not want me to have gone down a riskier path. Luckily my husband now he's, he's such a big supporter and fan, thank goodness. But I always kept dabbling a little bit like exploring, but never ever went further than exploring something. And it was interesting because for me, my journey, the, the, the moment when things started to shift, because I knew I couldn't just walk away from my job. I was the primary breadwinner. My husband, God bless him, is um, a police officer. And, you know, as, as hard of a job that they have and dangerous job, you know, they, only, they can only get paid a certain amount of money. It's like you can keep growing up the corporate ladder. So I was the, the primary breadwinner. And it wasn't like I could just, you know, we had a house. We had expenses. I couldn't just walk away. And so, but I was bored. And so it was funny. My journey is that someone actually asked me, a friend of mine, what it was, a, when I say friend, it was like someone on Facebook that I kind of knew, you know, who had reached out to see if I was interested in buying like a pair of earrings. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know, I love support women, whatever. That sounds great. So I buy these earrings and they're beautiful and I love the packaging. And I'm like, oh, so I tell her, I'm like, I'm going to need some more shopping therapy. Like I'm going to need some more of this jewelry you've got. And she said, Oh, well you should totally just, you know, join the company, be a sales rep and get, you know, get the products at discount. So of course anyone knows that's listening. The punchline there is it's, it's a network marketing company. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. I had like a stigma around it, but I said, all right, I want the, I, want, I love the stuff. Here's the thing that's amazing. You never know like what's going to be presented to you that's going to actually be a catalyst for movement in your life. Like you just don't know. That's why I always say try to be open to things because you have no idea. Yes. And I had no idea what that little move was going to do for me. And here's what it did for me. It showed me what was possible. So all of a sudden now, instead of like doing marketing for IT, which I'm just Unless you love marketing for IT, then I apologize to whoever's listening and it loves marketing IT, but marketing IT and I were not my thing. Now, all of a sudden, I get to learn marketing, online marketing, social media, like things that I loved anyway, and now I'm applying them in fashion in something that I was having fun with. I didn't need the money. It was something fun. It was this outlet. And what it showed me was what was possible even inside myself. And right about that time, um, the CEO of this company um, had written a book called Find Your Extraordinary. Her name is Jessica Heron. I'm a huge fan. So I'm like, oh, I want to read this book. I love reading. I'm a huge reader. And so I'm sitting on a plane on a trip to Dallas from New York for the company, my, the Fortune 500 company I'm a part of, right? So I'm a VP of marketing flying down to a big business meeting down in Dallas. And I'm on the flight and I am devouring this book. I mean, like I read the entire book in the four hour flight. I had sticky notes everywhere. I'm writing everywhere. The woman next to me must have thought I was crazy. And it was, here's what, here's what changed for me in that one four hour flight reading that book. Here's this woman who, the author, Jessica Heron, who, you know, two years older than me, kids similar age, used to work for a competitor to the company that I was currently in and decided to take a chance, decided to do something that was in her blood, this entrepreneur, you know, blood that was inside of her that wanted to come out and took all these risks and came out the other side, having built an amazing company. And the big question that I couldn't shake after reading that book was, why not me? If she can do this, why can't I pursue something? And that was the moment that I literally gave myself permission to go figure out what that was going to be. I love that. That's so powerful. I recently just had the just joy and privilege of going to the influencer conference hosted by Brendan Burchard and all the big names were there. Rachel Hollis was on stage and Lewis Howes and Eric Thomas and even uh, Jamie Kern Lima, the founder of it cosmetics. And that was one of the big takeaways was that 
really one of the only differences between the super successful and just the ordinary is that it's not that they don't have fear. It's just that they take that brave step and they, like you said, take that chance and ask why, why not me? And it was really, I was really starting to feel that, wow, there really is no difference between everybody here in the audience in these big, super successful, multi-million dollar, huge names in the industry. It's just that they just did it despite, you know, where, whatever challenges were in their life at the moment. It's so true. And I think once you start that process of questioning, once you start that process saying, why not me? And going over the little humps of fear, because you've got, there's, you're right, they still face fears too, right? We're, every time we are about to do something new, we hit against the fear. So when you start asking yourself that question, why not me? And you start to face the fear, whether you believe in God, the universe, whatever it is, it's, you're, you start to get met, right? So you, you, once you ask the question, once you start, and it doesn't matter what it is, and I want to be real clear because it doesn't mean it's a business, you know? It could mean so many different things. For anyone listening, it doesn't mean that it's a side hustle or a business or something like that. It could be that you've always wanted to run a marathon or you have, you know, some kind of dream um, of traveling the world and or giving back in some beautiful way, like whatever it is. You, you once you start asking that question and you start to put into motion acting on it, it's amazing what God and the universe will put into your path to start showing you the light down the pathway, right? And whether it's people coming into your life, you know, books or a podcast or an opportunity, it all kind of starts happening. And what did you mean by, can you go back to when you said you find yourself being met at that place? Mm. Because it's almost like if I visualized it, up until that moment before I started to actually give myself permission to move forward into something else. Now, mind you, I still didn't know what that something else was quite yet, okay? But I knew it was something. The moment I did that, it was almost like I went from this darkness of unknowing to this lightness of possibility. Now, the day before that moment, I didn't even think it was possible right? So then all of a sudden I'm in this light now and so many different things started coming my way. Either, you know, someone would reach out that I, I didn't expect to share something with me and I'm like, oh, that is so, that, that's kind of what I was just thinking about. Or, or like all of a sudden, you know, I started to really get into podcasts right about that moment as well. It was like three years ago. And I would listen to the exact right podcast, <laughs> that I needed to hear in that given moment. This still happens to me, by the way. And I believe it's for a reason. I believe that, you know, again, everyone has something different they believe, but whether it's God or the universe, I believe once you start moving forward, you get met along the path with what you need to keep yourself going. You just have to do the work of moving past the discomfort and moving past the fear to keep going down that path. And I don't think that that's always the necessarily encouraging thing that you need at that moment, right? Sometimes it's the exact challenge that you need to get you past that fear that's keeping you stuck and really get you to the next level. It's like new levels, new devils. They're always, there's always, like you said, even, you know, the, the really super successful have the next thing that they're going to have to overcome. And, again, okay. and here's the other thing too, I'll just offer up. Mm -hmm. The first thing you, once you start going down a certain path and you start getting outside your comfort zone, where you go doesn't mean that's where you end up, right? So, I mean, I know you know my story, but for your listeners, I mean, when I left that plane and came back to New York, the idea in my mind was I was going to open my own brick and mortar boutique, which I did, you know, we'll fast forward that story. I did open one. Now, I did it part-time while I was still working full-time until I could leave the corporate job. Whole other story on like the side hustle side of things. But here's the thing. That's not where I landed. I ended up selling that business. So just know that where you start doesn't mean that's where you have to end up. But once you start, you 
get to know yourself better. You get to see what lights you up. You're going to make some mistakes along the way. But to your point, those challenges, those mistakes, are only, if you keep moving forward, you're only going to get better and get through them. And sometimes those can be the most powerful lessons you can have. Another one of the big takeaways that I took from the Influencer Conference was you have to give yourself the permission to suck at first. Because in it, uh, Rachel Hollis was talking about, she was talking to those who wanted to write a book. And she said, you know what? I guess she's written like seven or eight books and she's had two be at the New York Times top bestseller, number one on the New York Times list. And it took, I think, four books. She said, if you're, if you're planning to be a book writer, you better be prepared to put four sucky books in before one you know, is a hit. And I think that can be applied to anything. And, and to your point of you know, where you're at and what you do next may not necessarily be where you end up. You have to take those steps and give yourself the space to learn in those steps to get to where maybe you eventually want to go. And so yeah. where are you now? Yeah. So again, and I love that permission to suck at first. I also love the permission to pivot because, you know, you may go down, like I said, one path and, you know, something else gets revealed to you. So one of the things that started to get revealed to me when I had opened this boutique and, you know, my goal was never to actually like be working in the boutique all the time. I had staff there and they were running it and all of that. But when I was in there, I, or even not in there, even just on Facebook, I would have women constantly reaching out to me saying, how did you do it? How did you go from corporate to that? How did you start a side hustle on the side? And I started to see women that just had so many limiting beliefs about themselves. They were me three years ago, right? They were me sitting in my corporate job, not being happy, wondering why I wasn't happy enough being a mom and, you know, get, get your act together, you know, like this should be enough that they were me. And I felt like I had some of the keys to how to get out of there, but I also wanted to make sure that I did it right. And you do not need to have any kind of certification to be a life coach, but I wanted to learn from the best. I'm a big fan of learning from the best if you can. And so I'm a huge fan of Brooke Castillo and the Life Coach School. I'm a huge fan of her podcast that can help anybody. And I decided I was going to invest in myself. When I left my corporate job, um, I had more time because I was running my business, but I had more time. I wasn't working the full-time job now. I decided to go and get certified as a life coach. And, and the life coach certification also was so heavy on helping people move past their self, you know, like get out of their own head and realize that they had choice and they could live an intentional life, which is, you know, totally what I believe. And so I decided that I was going to help coach women who wanted to make some of these leaps that I made. And so I, I like to kind of call myself the side hustle business coach because that's my jam. That's my, that's my area of I guess genius is helping women, whether it's to even come up with the idea, but it's more to help coach them to start because so many are afraid what other people are going to think, or do they have the skills they need, or they don't know where to start or how to do it. And that's the person I love to help the most because I love how excited they get, you know, when they maybe launch a podcast or you know, they started a side business that they've always wanted to start. So that's what I'm doing now. I've got my podcast and, um, and I also have a network marketing company that I love because I do believe multiple streams of income are really important. We always, you know, kind of that, having that plan B should something else go away or to help give you permission to pivot. It's helpful to have, you know, a couple of streams of income so you can figure out if one of those streams is going to shift or pivot, you still have the other one that can help you. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to lately. So you're a mom of three, you're a wife, you run your life coaching business, you host the podcast more than mommy. You also run a network marketing company. And we here in the personal development space and in the motivational space that we don't get energy, right? We don't have energy necessarily. We create 
energy to do these things, much like how a power plant generates or converts energy, and that we are all responsible for our energy and how we generate that energy and how we use it up. And I love this because this idea and taking responsibility for this idea takes us out of the victim mentality of especially being a mom and that mentality that mom life is so hard and I just don't have the time and the energy. I'm sure you hear it just as much as I do from your clients. I just don't know where to get the time or the energy to do all the things that I want to do. I'm exhausted all the time. But this responsibility empowers us to look at what is in our life that we can do to ensure that we have the time and the energy and the health to fuel and sustain us and sustain our goals. And so I'm curious how you, in all these roles that you have and all these things that you do, especially throughout the years during all these transitions, how do you generate the energy to show up fully in these roles consistently? And what tips do you have for moms to fuel their ambitions? Oh, I love this question. And it's so, it's such an important topic because I'll preface it with this. When you're in alignment with something that lights you up and fuels you, the energy does get generated. However, if you spend the same amount of time on stuff that does not, it'll completely drain you, right? Or you will not have the energy. So that whole alignment thing is so important. And I will tell you, anyone that's listening, I want to be really clear because I have friends who want nothing to do with what I'm doing. You know, they, like I have friends that their passion, their love is having a, keeping their home a beautiful home. They love to cook. They love to, you know, do a lot of more domestic kind of things that they love. It lights them up and it gives them energy. And I could look at them and be like, oh my God, I, do not, I could not do that. I did not have the energy for that, blah, 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 right? If there's no right or wrong, first of all, okay? So if, if you're listening and what lights you up is, you know, something with your kids and in the role that you have, go for it and keep going, right? But if not, if there's something inside of you that you're not in alignment with, what happens is you, you fall back on this idea that I don't have time. We tend to blame time for a lot of things, <laughs> Like poor time. I mean, really, it's and it is all relative. Like I'm a big fan of the idea of Einstein time and that if you say, I have plenty of time, I have plenty of time, it's crazy how that mindset shift does matter. If you're wasting all your energy thinking about how much time you don't have, you actually are wasting time. So I'm a big fan of that we have to change our mindset around time and really change our relationship around time. But it's also the perfect excuse. To say we don't have time, it actually means that's not a priority for me. So if you say, I don't have time to work out, well, no, working out's not a priority. If you say, I don't have time to make the home-cooked meal, no, it's just not a priority. If you say, I don't have time to work on my business, this idea that I have, it's, no, it's just that you don't, you don't make it a priority. And I'm going to be really honest. You can't do everything. So for me, I don't love to cook. It's not something that lights me up. I take, I cut corners on that all day long. It is definitely not a part of my life that I'm like, I'm so proud of how I cook at all. Like I'm a terrible cook. I'm okay with that. It's not a priority for me. And I will not say I don't have time to cook. Nope. I just don't have time. No, I'm choosing that that's not a priority in my life. I make sure my kids eat. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But it's not going to be this gourmet meal that I, you know, sit in the kitchen for a few hours making. It's just that's not a priority for me. So for me personally, I look at what's a priority. And then I make time. I schedule time. I create time for those things. And then here's, the, this is the important part. I let go of any worry, self-judgment, caring what anyone else thinks about the things that I have declared not a priority. And there are that. probably drawers, probably, who am I kidding? There are drawers all over my house that things are put away. They're not neatly organized. Not a priority, right? 
for some people, that is a huge priority. They love everything in a certain place and their drawers neatly organized. That's a priority for you. And it's not for me. But you know what? I'm going to own it. I'm not going to sit there and feel guilt or feel bad or I've made it, don't know, again, people may judge me for saying this. I don't do a lot of the in-class stuff. Like I'm not going to do the bake sale and the things like that, but I'll like coach my kids in soccer or, you know, you, you give and take. I don't judge myself and I don't let other people's opinions of what I've chosen to make priority impact me. Because what happens is you then waste all that energy because you're worried about what someone else is going to think because you're not doing all the things that they're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that it does is it's allowing you to create a life that gives you joy because you're doing the things you really want. And I just, I honor that and I recognize that, that what you're doing and that what you're saying is you're giving yourself permission to not give a crap about the things that just don't bring you joy and that aren't happy for you. Because if you're spending your time, wasting your time doing all these things that are not in alignment with the life you really want, you're actually not serving anyone. It wouldn't serve the kids to do the bake sale if you didn't wholeheartedly want to be there in the first place. Exactly. And I see it happen all the time. I mean, I, I have an interesting viewpoint because I am one of the younger moms of my teenage kids and I'm one of the older moms for the five-year-old. So I get to see both sides and it's, it's, my heart just goes out because I know when you're in it and they're younger and especially with social media and the perfect pictures and you're like, how is that mom having her kids perfectly dressed and everything looking perfect, perfect, perfect as a mom? You put so much pressure on yourself and it's so hard. And I see that happening a lot with like, you know, the, the women that are, I mean, the younger, I'm the older mom in that group. Um, and I just want to be like the mother hen to be like, let it go. Like, it's not perfect. Everything you're seeing is not reality. The picture right before the one that's perfectly posted was the one when they were all screaming at each other, just like you, you know, or you can't be at everything. So stop beating yourself up about it and be super present when you are able to be at whatever you can be at. And so I just, my heart goes out because we compare ourselves all the time. And I think there's probably no other area of our life. I mean, yeah, we'll compare over clothes or over whether we're in shape or not, or someone's hair, all those you know things that we might do a comparison over. Nothing is worse than when we do mom compare. And we compare ourselves to another mom thinking that she's doing so much for her kids and it is it is wasted energy and you have no idea what's really going on behind the scenes because what if she's spending so much time making everything perfect that she's actually not even present with her kids? We don't know. We don't know. So you just have to like let that go as best you can and have it be something you work on because when you free yourself of that, you will align to what your priorities are for you and your kids. And the more aligned you are, and the more you let go of the things you're not aligned to, you will have the time and energy to focus on the things that matter. You know what? I love your advice to really focus on the alignment part of it. Because when I asked you that question, you know, I thought you were going to give me maybe some tips of how to have more energy and habits, morning routines and nighttime routines and all the, you know, all the strategy. But what you're saying is when you look at your life, big picture, if it's constantly a struggle and you're feeling like you just can't keep up with all the roles and all the goals, it's what you're saying and what I'm hearing, let me know if I'm wrong, is it's just likely that you're just doing the wrong things for you. Yes, 100%. And, and don't get me wrong. We all have to empty the dishwasher and we all <laughs> have to have groceries in the house. There's things we have to do. But I've, the little hacks that I do with that is I listen to podcasts when I'm emptying the dishwasher, okay? So that I'm, it doesn't matter that I'm emptying the dishwasher. I'm fueling my brain with something that is inspiring me. I have learned to finally let go and just Instacart my groceries all day long. Now, is everything perfect? Do I always get exactly what I want? And all? No, but I usually save myself anywhere from one to two hours a week. That's time. 
it's something I, it's a give and take, right? I will, you know, maybe, you know, get a replacement on the juice that I really wanted versus the one that I got. Okay. But you know what? I got, I got to spend an hour working out or an hour on my business or an hour with the kids. I'm willing to take that 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 shift, you know. So it's it, to me, it's about alignment and priorities. And when you focus on that, you make the time and you find the energy. What do you have to say to the moms who struggle with having guilt around this desire that she wants to do something with her life, or become something, or create something outside her role as a mom, as a housewife, as uh, you know, someone just that shows up at the job she's been at. I feel so strongly about this one. And this is what I will say. I want you, if you're, if anyone listening is struggling with that guilt right now, I want you to look at your daughter or your son. Let's start with daughter. If you have a daughter, I want you to look at your daughter and ask yourself, do I want my daughter to not pursue something that she wants in her life? Do I want my daughter to be confined to a specific role? I'm sure your answer is going to be no. There is no better way to help ensure that that happens than you being the role model and you showing her that you can. Like I know my daughter who's 16, I mean, her whole life actually has always said, I want to be a mom and. Now the and, whatever followed the and has changed many, many times, you know, since she was little. But she's always, I'm going to be a mom and, you know, now it's like she wants to be a marketing executive, which is so funny. But like she, you know, always has known because she's always watched it that she would have more. If you have a son I want you to think about the husband and father that he would be when he gets married. How do you want him to treat his wife? How do you want him to treat the grand, you know, the, the, the um, mother to your grandkids? I, I would think you would want him to encourage her to have an amazing life, to do, do the things that she wants to do. The best way he's going to do that is if he's seen an example of it in his own life. And so if you can't do it for yourself initially and you can't get past that guilt, think of them. Just think of them in their life and the example that you set, that will motivate you to move forward. And I will tell you, your kids will always be better off when you're happy, period. Amen to that. And I don't think there's a better motivator in our lives as moms than to think about what example we're setting for our kids. I think you nailed that. It's giving me goosebumps. I don't know if it's the pregnancy hormones, but I'm feeling emotional because it's so right. And, you know, when I think that this is going to hit a lot of moms kind of differently because this is maybe just the opposite of what they were thinking. Because I think a lot of our guilt comes from the this idea that by pursuing something, we're taking away from our kids and our families. But, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I can't speak for everyone else. But when I think about my mom, I am just grateful that she has taken care of herself and that she has invested in her goals and dreams. There's nothing more that I'd want for her. And I'm grateful that, she, you know, everything she did for me too. But at the end of the day, we just want mom to be happy. Totally. And, and here's the other thing I'll offer up. So, and it's hard to hear, especially when you have little ones, but the second these kids are born, it's their job to leave the nest, right? From the time they start to crawl and walk, they're moving away from you, okay? So their job, day one, is to leave the nest. Now I have teenagers. I'm seeing it in full force. The reason why teenagers can be tough is because they're done. They're ready to move forward and you're trying so hard to keep them in control all the things around them and it that's the friction. So if they are always going to leave the nest, that is their job, their goal, they are programmed to do that. If you have nothing else outside of being a mom, and that is your identity, and you put everything into these kids, you know, to, for them. 
couple things are going to happen. One, they're going to either need you even more than normal once they've left the nest because they're not equipped to have the skills to do their own thing. But worse, I think, because they'll eventually learn them, is for yourself. So now they've left. This is where you have that empty nest you know, syndrome that can happen because if you put everything into them, what do you have left? Now you're maybe now you're trying to figure out what do I want? Now maybe you're going into your fifties or, and you, you don't have anything else. Maybe you neglected your health this whole time because you put them first, right? How many of us know the moms that cannot let go? They're overly involved all the way through the twenties and the thirties and beyond because they actually never did have something else outside of that one role. So that's just a whole other longer term way to look at it too. But like if it's our kid's job to leave the nest, it should also be our job to remember who we are and who we were before we had kids because they're eventually going to leave the nest and we're going to be back to who we are and who we were originally and have we even developed from that spot from when we got, when we had kids. Yes. Amen to that. I don't think that gets thinked about, thinked about, thought about, is thinked a word? (laughs) Thought about. We'll make it a word. (laughs) Yeah, right? The long term. And because we, especially as mom as little ones, we just get so caught up in today and being, you know, right here today, which is beautiful to live in the present moment. But we do have to think about, you know, what's our long-term strategy here? In your podcast, you've talked about the rocking chair test or the rocking chair question. Would you mind sharing with the listeners what that is? Yes. Oh, again, this goes back to thinking intentionally and thinking about the future. Yes, be in the moment, totally, totally important. But in order to have an intentional life, you've got to think ahead. And what I tell people to do is to just sit in your chair and close your eyes and picture yourself in a rocking chair on a porch you're 80, maybe say you're 82 years old and you're sitting there and you're rocking and you're thinking about your life. What is the story that comes to mind? Do you have any regrets? Have you lived the life that you want to live? Did you pursue the things you wanted to pursue? What does that life look like? And I would say, write it down. Like, write down what the 82-year-old self would look back and be proud of. Yes, of course, being an amazing mother and grandmother, we're all going to write that one down. I mean, go deeper than that. What have, what have you accomplished? What was your health like these years? What um, were your friendships, marriage? What uh, was your career or contribution back to the world? Like, Really give it some thought and journal on it. And you might be surprised what comes out. And one of the things that I read once, and it was like, and I totally forget the name of the woman that wrote this book, but she was like an end of life um, counselor, nurse, something, somewhere she would go into homes of people that were at end of life, most of them older. And she started to see a pattern and she wrote a book about it. And it was like the regrets of the dying or something. That's the name of the book. But what kept coming up over and over and over again was that the things they didn't do. So not something that they did and it didn't work out, something that they did that they wish they didn't. It was the things that they never did, the things they never got to. And so just like you would plan a vacation, like we don't haphazardly planned vacations typically. Like if any of us were going to Disney World with kids, we would have that show mapped out. Like we would know what day we were going where, what we were going to see, you know, all laid out. You've got to do the same for your life. Now I know life has its twists and turns, but be intentional. I love vision boards. I love having this bigger view. It doesn't mean you're going to achieve them all tomorrow. It's just goals you're striving towards because if you don't plan it, it won't happen. So just keep that in mind. Do that exercise. Really think about yourself in your 80s. What do you want to look back on? What would be the highlights? What would that highlight reel be for your life? And then kind of gut check it. 
are you on that path right now to those things? Are you, have you veered off, you know, way off course on some of them? How can you get back on? I think that's a really important exercise. Julie, today we've talked about overcoming fears and doing it anyways, even if we're afraid. And we've talked about, you know, being in alignment with the things that really matter to us and having the courage to, you know, suck at first and give yourself the permission to do that and to really just make that decision to go after something. Something that's really been on my mind and heart lately is one big difference, again, between those who are really successful at something and those who aren't is what they do when things get hard. And I'm, I'm curious, as you, you know, go along your path and your kids are getting older and your business is growing, do you have a kind of go-to strategy or things that you've learned along the way that have helped you continue moving forward? Or what do you do when things get hard? Yeah, I think that you, I think you said it earlier, you know, new level, new devil, the fear never goes away. And I think that's when I first was taking some of these steps, I kind of thought, oh, once I get through the initial fear and anxiety, like I'm good. And I, one of the things I've learned is that never goes away. So getting comfortable with that, comfortable with the discomfort, comfortable knowing that you're going to face fear and anxiety. And I would throw overwhelm in there because that happens constantly, right? Those things creep up, especially being a mom, doing whatever it is you're trying to pursue. For me personally, um, when I get very overwhelmed, feeling, I, I know one thing I'm doing when I get overwhelmed is I'm trying to solve too many things at the same time. I'm, tr I'm, looking, at, I'm looking at too many things in my business at the same time, or I'm looking at my, too many things going on in my family life and my business. If I look at it all at the same time, it can be so overwhelming. So one of the things I try to do, and I, can't, I will not tell you that I have this one morning routine that I always stick to. It's just not in my DNA to always do the exact same thing every morning. I love, I value freedom. So I can't, like that's one of my core values. <laughs> it's freedom. So if you tell me I have to do the same thing every morning, I'm going to rebel against it somehow and I'll rebel against myself. So, but what I do each morning and it might be first thing, it might be after the kids go to school. But I am a paper planner girl. I've got my Google Calendar for appointments so that I never miss anything and I calendar everything on Calendly with that. But I've got my paper calendar, my paper planner where I map out in chunks what I'm going to tackle that day. And what I try to do, because as I tell everyone, your, your to-do list is always going to be a mile long. Pick the two or three things that if you got those things done today, you're going to feel accomplished. You're going to feel good, even though you still have like a bazillion other ones underneath it. That's what I do when I get overwhelmed. I mean, I do that every day to begin with, but the second I get overwhelmed, it's because I'm thinking about too much at once. Focus in. What do they say? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Don't look at the elephant. You've got to zero in and just take one piece at a time, get those things done, and it creates this momentum to get through it. And if you ever feel like, I don't know how to do something. You're getting stuck in the how. And I always try, and it sounds a little woo-woo, but I really try to, I'm not a big meditator by any means, but what I do try to do is when I'm really stuck because I don't know how to do something, I really take some time to just calm myself down, try to get into a peaceful state, whether you meditate or whatever. And I just say, I know all will work out. All is working out in my favor. I will figure this out. And I just kind of get myself in that mindset. And even though I don't know all the answers, I've got the noise out of my head so I can start to pursue how to get them. Because what does Marie Forleo say? Everything's figure outable. Before she even wrote her book, Figure Outable, I, I always used her word, figure outable, because it is so true. We are so blessed right now to live in an age where we've got Google, where we have podcasts, where we have so many other women that are doing it, that are figuring things out and maybe they figured out something ahead of us, connect with them, ask 
them, learn from them. We are so blessed for that. So don't ever let something that you don't know how to do get in the way because there's someone that can help you or a free resource that can help you, a connection that can help you. But that shouldn't be, that to me, that's just another excuse. Yes, and if you can figure out how to take the next step and go execute on that, then you can get to the last step because all you got to do is just take that next step every time. And then when you get to that last step, they'll, then you're like, okay, what's next, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> yep. Julie, how can those listening today find you or get in touch with you? Well, I would love for them to check out the More Than Mommy podcast. You're on my podcast, so they need to come and check out uh, the More Than Mommy podcast. Um, I also, I love Instagram, Julie CRD. That's how I think you and I met. It was in the DMs on um, Instagram. I love Instagram, so it's just at Julie CRD. Definitely DM me there. You can go to my website. I, my big thing right now is I love to have like 15 minute chats, consults with women that are like at that stage where I was, you know, thinking, oh, there's something else and you're not sure what it is. Or maybe you started something and you have no idea how to take it to the next level. Grab some time with me. I would love to chat with you, help you out. And if there's an opportunity for us to work together, awesome. If not, I know I can help at least give you some clarity and direction. So you hear that? Go get on the phone with Julie Ciardi for yourself. Right now, it's a joy talking to you, and I know that all the listeners would have the same joy getting on the phone with that consultation with you. So make sure you go find Julie and go follow her on Instagram. Go listen to the More Than Mommy podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review all the things. Any final words of motivation that you would like to share here on Motivation for Moms? I just, I always say, and when I close out my podcast, I just always say that you got this. And I just, any mom listening, I just want you to know you are doing an amazing job in the place where you are at. Just don't give up growing. You've got this. And I just, I heart you. I'm sure that there are many out there listening who needed to hear those exact words today. So Julie, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really a joy talking to you. My pleasure. Friends, if you enjoyed today's episode, will you let us know? We'd love to hear from you. Drop a review on iTunes and mention this episode or take a screenshot of this episode and tag at Julie Ciardi and me at Sarah Munder on Instagram. I might just give you a shout out on a future episode. Thanks for listening today and for being such a loyal supporter of the podcast. Now go out there, take charge of your day, you beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. I'll see you next week right here on Motivation for Moms.